Hello, and welcome back to the Body Knows Best podcast. I'm your host, Jana, and today we have a very interesting topic to discuss, water fasting. Water fasting has gained popularity in recent years as a method for detoxification, weight loss, and overall health improvement. In this episode, we will explore the benefits of water fasting and understand how it can positively impact our bodies. Let's get started. Today's episode is super exciting for me because it's not only one about sharing information and knowledge, but it's one for me of experimentation and what I've personally experienced. And I hope you can dive in with me and and feel what I have experienced and take away something from that and maybe open your mind to explore something of your own. I'd like to add that I'm a board-certified naturopath and holistic iridologist practicing here in the great state of Texas. I love sharing my journey. I love sharing my experiences personally and those that I have one-on-one with clients. We can always learn from things uh, within ourselves and within a practice, and I love being able to share that stuff with you. I'd like to add that anything in this podcast today is not to be taken as medical advice. And to please seek your doctor if you have any questions or want to take part in this or have any concerns. Again, this is not medical advice. This is just my experience, my research to get you to open up your mind. Let's start off by clarifying what water fasting actually means. Water fasting is a practice where an individual refrains from consuming any food and only drinks water for a certain period of time. Pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. But this can vary from a few days to several weeks, and in my case, I did a 30-day, followed by a 14-day. It really depends on an individual's goals and capabilities. This is where extended fasting comes in, on top of the water fasting. I chose to do two different water fasts, a 30-day and a 14-day, with a goal of approaching each of these water fasts differently so that I could better understand what worked for me and that I can share a comparison experience that makes for a really good discussion between me and you as a listener, but also for you within yourself you can begin to play around with the idea of each of these and see what might align with you a little bit more. Now, you're probably wondering, why would anyone willingly abstain from food for an extended period of time, such as 30 days? It almost seems psychotic. (laughs) I've heard that. That's crazy. Well, I'm here to tell you and share with you the benefits associated with water fasting, the educational aspect of it. And one of the advantages is detoxification. As a practitioner specializing in chronic and mysterious cases, I heavily focus on toxic load, system performance, and how we can get these toxins out quick and effectively. So in regards to detoxification, our bodies accumulate toxins from various sources, 
processed foods, pollution, and even stress. I will repeat that last one over and over. Stress. Yes, stress is a toxin and it can and will wreak havoc over you. And it's important to not forget that. Water fasting allows the body to divert its energy from digestion to elimination of these toxins just by cutting out food, resulting in a thorough detoxification process. In my practice, I work with clients and I provide them with remedies that help assist the body in draining these toxins out. But what I have found is by eliminating or abstaining from food, the body has a natural elimination process on its own. And I experienced this firsthand. Absolutely fascinating. But day to day, most people are not going to be able to, one, wrap their head around doing this. So I don't necessarily try to convince my clients to do this. But those that do find it interesting, I, if their case looks right, I encourage them to take part in fasting while they're doing their remedies. It amplifies the detoxification process. So think of it. You and your part are taking part in the fast, allowing the body to do what it does because the body knows best. And then I'm helping you on the other side of amplifying it with remedies that assist the body in draining. It's It's an unbelievable process that I believe I have personally experienced, but I believe can amplify and speed up a person's healing time substantially. Unbelievable. I haven't done enough clients that have been, have willingly fasted while doing remedies to gather data on numbers and analysis of how quickly we can speed up the healing process. But if I had to guess, it would speed it up probably tenfold. Just from my experience on my personal body, it unbelievable experience. We're taking the body and it's doing its thing. We're taking remedies and we are assisting the body in the detoxification process. Only good things can come from that. I have tried intermittent fasting before. It was the hype. I had never really heard about fasting other than being in church. I hopped on the intermittent fasting, but I never saw or felt much benefit from it. This caused me to then dive in to find data and research on extended fasting and water fasting because it seemed so crazy to me that someone would just do water. Even I, as a practitioner, diving into different things, you don't know what you don't know. I watched a lot of videos of people documenting their experiences. And one YouTube channel I fell in love with uh, was, it's called What I've Learned channel. I studied this channel and I followed this guy along for a couple months before I decided to go all in. This guy focuses a lot on health since we know it's important, but he believes 
and sees, just like I have experienced in my practice and as a client beforehand, there's so much conflicting information that's out there that he wanted to show people, experience it for himself, document it, and share it with the world. Kind of like what I've just done with my experience of fasting. He really inspired me because he he continued on with his life, documented it, and allowed the viewer to make the decision. And that's what I'm hoping in this podcast you can do. I encourage you to go watch them. It's what I've learned channel on YouTube. Another video that I dove into was where people went to a facility for 30 days to take part in their extended water fasting, fasting. And although it was fascinating and honestly, probably the best way to do it, you know, go to a place, don't have to work, no cell phones, just be with yourself and go inward. I mean, I would do it if someone wanted to pay me for a month of work. That was not going to happen for me. Instead of letting the limiting belief of I can't do this because I can't go to this facility, I opted to take it on in the midst of a busy life, which is why I related so much to the what, I, what I've learned guy. This fast, this first fast that I took part of was 30 days. And my approach was to spend two to four hours in the morning and two to four hours in the evening in a room alone going inward. I took from that facility the, where the people would go for 30 days. I knew that there needed to be some sort of alone time, self-reflection. And then I took from the what I've learned guy where he just continued on with his life and I combined the two. So two to four hours in the morning, two to four hours in the evening, praying, writing, meditating, crying, boohooing like a baby. I thought I cried it all out years ago, but apparently I have unfinished business. Whatever I felt I needed to do, I did it during that time. Each day was different. Each session alone time was different. I found myself listening to worship music and crying more than anything. It was the most time I'd spent with myself, and it was the most time I'd spent with God in a long time. I felt amazing moving through this 30, these 30 days. It was what I would say, quote, easy. What wasn't easy was the boohooing and getting out all these emotions that I quickly realized I had been shoveling down. I believe we should constantly be allowing these emotions to come up, boil over, and get out. Come up, boil over, and get out. We're so busy in the hustle and bustle and being successful, at least for me, that I was shoveling this stuff down. I watched myself grow stronger every day, physically, emotionally. I became more motivated, inspired. One thing, though, that I didn't do was I did not talk about the fast. This was a more spiritual thing for me. And by not talking about it, sharing it on social media, talking about it with friends or family, it became a powerful source of energy, but also a challenge. I found myself 
wanting to talk about it. And then I would have to ask myself, well, why do you need validation? Do you need motivation? Do you need confirmation? What is it that you need that you are so influenced to want to tell others? Which then brought me back to myself to answer those hard questions and uncover even deeper behavioral styles that I do in day to day. Really, really amazing to have self-reflection like that because I didn't talk about it. This self-reflection was key, was key to my success, I believe. The not talking about it was a huge driver in self-reflection and just the crying and all of it. It was all tied in. It was a beautiful experience. I ended up losing 25 pounds and I've kept 20 off for the last three months, which brings me to weight loss as our next topic. And we'll get into that when we get back. Welcome back. When we move into weight loss, I would like to start off with, I do not feel that anyone should go into fasting with the top priority being weight loss. I think that's very superficial and we're, we're bigger than that. We're better than that. And I think there's other focuses that we can make as a starting point, like our health maybe, you know, improving our health or improving our mental game or our spiritual game versus our surface level physical body of just weight loss. I think everyone wants to physically be in better shape. I just encourage you, if you are considering fasting, to not put something so superficial as your focal point. I, I think it's a, a lost cause, honestly. It's a great benefit that comes with it, but we're, we're bigger than that. We're better than that. I just want to start off with that. <laughs> uh, water fasting has been known to promote waste, weight loss. I did experience significant weight loss. I didn't start experiencing weight loss till about 10 days after. My body actually didn't drop anything till day 10. And then after that, it was it was maybe seven pounds and then two pounds, two pounds, two pounds. But what I noticed right away more than anything was the inflammation had gone down and a lot of the quote water weight that I believe most of us carry is actually inflammation driven by stress. When we consume food, our bodies use it as a, as an immediate source of energy. But whenever we water fast, our bodies switch to burning fat for fuel. And this moves into ketosis. And for some people, it can take two to five days. For me, it took five days to get in into this. And I attribute that to the higher toxic load, insulin resistance. Uh, and we'll get into insulin resistance in a little bit. But when someone has a high toxic load, most likely their tissues are toxic. Once the tissues are toxic and these toxins are still flowing around the body, they will then 
infiltrate into the fat. A lot of clients I see that have high toxic load struggle with weight gain because these toxins are storing in the fat. No wonder you can't lose it. Your insulin resistance, your sugar's all over the place. You're craving these foods. You're not giving your body a break. You're stressed. Your inflammation's through the roof. And so weight gain continues. This These high toxic load clients, their tissues are toxic. The fat, the toxins are storing in the fat. And it's just, they can't lose the weight. And I believe a lot of it is this domino effect that's happening because we're not giving our body a break. Yet somewhere along the line, we've been conditioned to eat every three hours, every two hours, every, I, I don't know, it's, it's absurd. I myself fell into that and I had to really challenge my belief that maybe there is something to water fasting, giving my body a break. Everyone likes a vacation, right? Everyone likes a break from work. Everyone likes to chill out. So by giving the body a break, it leads to significant weight loss because the body moves into ketosis. It starts using this fat for fuel. It starts burning the fat that's storing all these toxins. It might even go after some of the muscle that's also storing these toxins. So if you have a high toxic load, an autoimmune disease, you're sick as a dog, cancer, MS, all the things, all the diagnosis out there. If you are dealing with any of those, I guarantee you have a high toxic load. And something like fasting could give your body a break to actually fight what it needs to and get rid of some of this stuff, especially the excess body fat. But if you're struggling, there's probably a reason why. I used to bodybuild back in the day. Never had problems losing weight until I got sick. And then I experienced what I saw all around me. I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I keep gaining weight. I'm sick. I'm this. I'm that. It makes sense now. Once you understand the why behind it. So just know if you're struggling with your weight, instead of staying on that surface level, I want to lose weight, shift your mind to I want to become healthy. I want to get rid of my toxic load. I want to lower my stress. I want to get rid of this inflammation so that then the body can eat and get rid of what it needs to so that it helps me because body knows best. I will note it is important that when you are water fasting, it should be done under proper supervision and guidance to ensure it is safe and effective. I am a practitioner, but I also made sure to be under the care of someone while I was doing this because it was unknown. I have a history of health stuff. It's always best to be prepared. This is where you can use a practitioner, provider, a nurse, whoever you feel comfortable with doing some blood work, getting some panels done, uh, doing scanning, you know, with like what I do in my practice. Being prepared and having data, there's nothing wrong with that. And I highly, highly encourage it. Moving onward from weight loss, diving into insulin sensitivity. Insulin is a hormone responsible for regulating blood sugar. 
an overconsumption of processed foods and or sugary beverages can lead to insulin resistance. This is a precursor to type 2 diabetes. Water fasting has shown promising results in improving insulin sensitivity and reducing the risk of developing diabetes. I've also seen insulin resistance and sugar sensitivity in clients who've experienced a lot of grief. In holistic iridology, grief is associated with the pancreas. Grief, overwhelming grief, the pancreas gets hit. When we can, un, we can peel back the layers enough, we can see that the pancreas becomes weak. A lot of sugar errors and issues that point to insulin resistance. But the emotional aspect of it, I believe on the soul level and grief, grief can start as a child or or even our ancestors, but in our lifetime, if we experience grief, this emotional domino effect begins to take place and then our pancreas gets hit. And I believe that extended water fasting can not only help the physical body, but help those that have been hit by grief because it brings the emotions that we have to bury to function. It brings it to the surface very, very quick. And if we hold a space and open up that floodgate and allow it to come out while we're fasting, we heal. I believe so many people don't know how to process grief. I personally, being in the military and and being a mom and living this life, running a practice, you you have resilience and you know how to move forward, but I don't think anyone has a true answer to how one should grieve. From my experience, I just moved on. I had extreme loss and grief in a short period of time. And the only way I knew how to process it was push it down and, and cry, but I didn't really recognize how much I still need to let out. It's a process. There's no timeline on it and there's really no book for it. So if you're reading books about grief, to me, it's a self-exploratory process. That's a, it's a beautiful experience. It's very deep emotion and that you can learn a lot from if you allow it to come out, but it can really hit the pancreas and cause a lot of these insulin resistant, insulin sensitivity symptoms. I like in my practice to look at both mental, emotional, and physical, and there's always a tie into it. So peeling back the layers of the onion, we start to see the pancreas. Someone's like, I've never had this issue. We can normally associate that with grief or some sort of deep emotion, depending on what organ system is showing itself. But tying it into insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance, I believe extended water fasting can help those grieving, uh, bringing it to the surface. It really is a win-win. You're dealing with emotional, you're hitting physical, you're learning about yourself. It's really a great experience if you wanna take it on. With that, talking about emotions and mental capacity and mental strength, when we get back, I'd like to dive into mental clarity and focus.
Moving on from that exciting topic of weight loss, I want to move into mental clarity and focus. Water fasting has been associated with this enhanced mental clarity and focus. When we give our digestive system a break, our bodies can redirect, and it does redirect the energy to other areas, including our brain. If it spends so much time on the digestion, it can't handle anything else. It doesn't have time for it. It's working overtime just on your digestive system. (laughs) I just thought of the song, working nine to five. (laughs) Okay, back on track. (laughs) Gosh. So many individuals who have tried water fasting, they're going to report mental clarity, improved concentration, and even boost in creativity. And this is where my experience came in. One of the biggest transformative experiences of this 30-day water fast for me was having a clear awareness and understanding of what I've actually been facing and how I was actually coping. So when you fast, like I said before, whatever emotions you try to stuff down on the daily, they will surface and they will surface fast. But having the time and allowing them to overflow will be your powerhouse. For me, very quickly, I realized that I have anxiety around food. Why? Why would I have anxiety around food? Suffering from chronic illness for a long period of time, there came a point where certain foods I could not eat. I once loved coconut. I would eat coconut all the time. And then now coconut is making my throat swell and stomach hurt and body break out in hives. Over time, dealing with these food sensitivities and flares, trying elimination diets, trying vegan, keto, trying everything under the sun, I subconsciously was developing a very unhealthy relationship with food. And anxiety around food because it was hurting me. It wasn't the food's fault. It wasn't my fault. It was the situation at hand that I was so high in toxins. I was so sick that now it was bleeding over this domino effect into the foods that I was eating. And I I couldn't even enjoy food anymore. That there was this subconscious fear that every time I woke up, oh my God, Is this breakfast going to make me feel bad? Because for so many years, food made me feel bad. But I had told myself I had to eat. And there really was this unhealthy relationship that had developed around food. That if it wasn't for the fasting, I would have have just kept ignoring it. Because it wouldn't have come to a surface level. And become so clear. Because after a couple days, my anxiety levels were extremely low. I was baffled. Because one, I was kind of confused that I was realizing that I had this high of anxiety. And that I was functioning. But really, was I functioning? 
just this real, real clarity around what was spinning my world out of control. And it did, it tied back into my illness. And I see it over and over again with clients that are battling illness. Most of them have food aversions or food sensitivities and they can't figure it out. They can't get a hold of it. They feel very defeated. Their throat is constantly swelling. They have a migraine. Their stomach hurts. Whatever it is, they can't get a they can't get ahead of it. And I relate to this so much and so deeply that as a practitioner, I'm still learning how these little things in our past tie into our present and something like food and anxiety around food because of a trauma or experience with my health, it was now impacting me today. By water fasting, within the first couple of days, it was, it was quick. It was so quick that I realized this anxiety around food, where it stemmed from, and I got help. I started to talk about it with someone else to bounce my ideas off of, and how could I rewire my brain and reword the language that I that I tell myself every time I eat. What has helped me is continuing to fast, to get those clarity moments, to get that time to self-reflect, to get that time for my body to calm down and take a little breather, for me to reconnect with those events and all those years that developed that unhealthy relationship. I'm having to break up with a relationship, an old toxic relationship that I created with food as a defense mechanism. I've had to continuously break up with that and redirect and create a new relationship with food. Now that I've healed, my toxic load is lower. I don't have these food sensitivities like I once had. I have an opportunity to create a new relationship. And it is my responsibility to continue that, that now that I have the awareness, I have to continually make a new. And I hope that if you do embark on a water fast and you do see whatever emotions or awareness that comes to the table for you, that you take that, you seek help and you work through it and you create a new. Fasting is a powerful tool for our body, but also for our mind. Not just the clarity and focus, but but so much deeper. I believe a soul level. If I could just continue this, this turmoil around food, my stress and anxiety levels would still be through the roof. And we know from the very beginning, stress is a toxin. So it's so important for me, for you, it's important for me that you put the pieces together, connect the dots, and give yourself this time to learn more of who you are by abstaining from food. Because when you abstain, everything comes to surface so quick versus when you go, 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 and challenge and challenge and challenge by putting more on your plate. We really just need to be taking something off of it. No pun intended. Wow, that was a good one. (laughs) 
That was a good one. And with that, let's go to a break. Welcome back. I didn't know I was going to become a comedian by doing a podcast, but I like making myself laugh. I hope it made you laugh too. The last topic and benefit of water fasting and extended fasting that I want to hit on is the cellular repair mechanism that happens when we fast. You might hear this in terms like anti-aging effects, but I want to dive into a cellular repair mechanism. What this is, is this process is where our cells remove damaged components or basically our body removes cellular waste and then it regenerates new ones. This can result in a healthier, more youthful looking skin and slow down the aging process, but that's, that's surface level, that's superficial. I wanna talk about the inside. If our cells are constantly being damaged and we are not giving it time to flush out the bad stuff, what do you think happens? Disease. Disease is nothing but damaged cells that the body cannot eliminate because it is too busy focusing on trying to lower inflammation, digest the sugary foods and processed foods. That's all it is. By fasting, we allow the body to remove damaged cells and then give it an opportunity to regenerate new ones. That is some powerful stuff. Our body is amazing. It knows what to do because it knows best always. We aren't doing it. We aren't giving it the opportunity. We really should. We should really be giving it a fighting chance to see what it is made of. This, this section alone, cellular repair, in my practice, there's I scan and there's one section of, of system performance that I heavily focus on. It's the metabolism, the cellular health of a, of a client. If the first scan shows me that the cellular health is weak, we're going to keep working until it's not. It's optimal because that is so important to me. All of the systems are important to me. I want all systems functioning optimally, but that one I've seen associated with deep disease. I've also found for some clients, the first scan surface level, that outer layer of the onion sometimes doesn't show the cellular health just yet. We got to dig a little bit, but boy, when we dig, if I see that cellular health system be weak, I tell them, look, you, I encourage you to work with me until we get this optimal. We want all systems optimal. But for me, watching the cellular health be weak, that's disease. Disease can happen in so many different processes. You know, we hear disease starts in the gut, disease starts here. I look at the body as a collective. And each client that sits in front of me, 
their story, their scans, their eye, their trauma, their history, their emotions, they all tell a different story. And in that moment, that is their, that is their story and that is their health profile. I do not like cookie cutter. I do not like black and white. And I feel like when we approach our health, it should be approached as a fluid water wave, ever flowing, ever changing process. But in that moment, we can get a snapshot of what their health profile looks like. And every single person is different. You know why? Because no two people are alike. No two irises are alike. No two experiences are alike. No, no one is alike. Why should anyone be treating a client or a patient like the person before them or the person after? Each person is a brand new case. And it is so exciting for me every time I have a client because it's like I start all over. I get to be an investigative practitioner and I get to start all over. But the cellular health, let me backtrack. I love when I ramble. It means I'm passionate about something. But the cellular health, what I see in clients is, you know, for me, your cell is life. Of course, we could dive into all the other things that make us alive. But that system, when I see it's weak, and it can be weak, and then it gets strong, and then it get weak. It could be strong, and then it get weak. That's how we learn your layers to your health profile. And it is so important to me. And for fasting, that this category in fasting is where I believe the healing process can be amplified tenfold. Is the cellular repair mechanism that the body does naturally. Naturally. And even though water fasting has numerous benefits, I will always say it is crucial to approach it with caution. Work with somebody that knows and can support you properly. When you embark on your water fasting journey, especially if you have underlying health conditions, you really want to be able to bounce off how you're feeling with someone who already knows your case, both physically, mentally, and emotionally, so they can properly support you. If you're with someone who is not aware of your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual baselines, needs, highly encourage you to find someone that does. Earlier in the episode and through the entire episode, I have touched base on this 30-day water fast, this beautiful, amazing, transformative, life-changing, new and improved Jana 30-day water fast. I'd like to touch on the 14-day water fast and why I chose a 14-day and how this one was set up and designed specifically to be different than the 30-day. Because I needed data and I need information and I needed to compare so that I could have the discussion with myself of why the 30 day was actually so good. Or was it just a one-off, one-off thing? The 14 day, I decided that I was 
going to fill my schedule completely. I was not going to have any alone time. And I was going to share it with everyone on Instagram. By the end of the 14 days, I was exhausted. I did not feel that I elevated in any way, emotionally, physically, spiritually, vibrationally. I actually felt run down, extremely run down and depleted, almost off balance in a sense, because I was go, go, go to try to stay so busy to cope with the feelings that wanted to come up but I didn't allow myself time to deal with those emotions. So what I did was stay busy to push the emotions back down, which made me feel run down even more. And that was the key. Like I said before, I now confirmed what I had experienced in the 30 day by not allowing myself time to go inward, to then allow these emotions to come to the surface and get out I then shoveled them down. I stayed busy, 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 and I emotionally became drained. It was not a pleasant fast for me. I really enjoyed sharing it with others. I loved seeing the messages and having people feel that they could connect with me and that I was inspiring them and making them think. And that is why I shared it, because I do feel that people need to start thinking about this stuff, thinking about it, challenging their beliefs, challenging their thoughts. If you're struggling, there is a way. You just might not have found what works for you, and that's okay. So I don't need 20 minutes to talk about my experience on a 14-day water fast that I made myself so busy that I almost made myself sick. And I feel that I made myself sick Because I abstained from food, but did not allow for the emotions that surfaced to come out. And that creates a overflow of energy in the body that can't get out, then manifests as anxiety and stress, shoots up the inflammation, messes with your mind, and you're off. You're vibrating lower. So although I impacted people, which that was the ultimate goal of sharing, vibrationally, I feel like I lowered my frequency. And I will leave with this. My best recommendation would be to be intentional, not surface level. Find something that you can make a focal point, but go into it with a curious mind, an open mind, and a a mind of a student to learn more about yourself. And don't be so hard on yourself. Start with a five-day. I'm just an overachiever, and I, when I make up my mind, I was going to do it, but There really was something transformative about doing a 30-day. You can do hard things, and you can do them with a busy life with kids. You can because you make it a priority. And I feel that we live in in a world where even as a practitioner that helps people, we tend to 
not know what it's like to take care of ourselves. And this whole self-care movement is getting our nails and hair done and massages. And in reality, self-care is putting yourself in a room alone and allowing your emotions to come to the surface and then and then just facing them. That's self-care. To me, that's self-care. And that will elevate you vibrationally and as a person quicker than any remedy. I mean, I've got some powerful remedies and I can raise your frequency in your body, but normally it takes longer and people struggle because of their emotions. And it's up to you to know your emotions. It's up to you to know your grief. It's up to you to know why you're angry. But if you do not give yourself time, you'll go through your entire life never truly knowing who you are. Once you know your emotional side and the energy behind it, it's so easy to recognize the physical. We're so stuck on the physical. But use fasting. If this interests you, use it. You reach out to me. Use it, reach out. We can we can figure it out. Use it as a benefit to strengthen your mind, your spirit, your emotions. And it also benefits your physical body. And then the icing on the cake is weight loss. That's all for today. And I thank you so much for listening to the Body Knows Best podcast. My name is Jana. If you have any questions, concerns, want to chit chat, share your experiences, please reach out to me, myholisticbio.com. We'll see you next time.